Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm James Sharp, and with me is my colleague Jordan Blackwell, where we will discuss all the news coming out of Leicester City's press conference uh, and the transfer news ahead of the uh, Carabao Cup second round clash at Sheffield United tomorrow. We spoke to Craig Shakespeare today. Um, a lot of the talk was about uh, trans- um, about injuries and all the quite long list of players that Leicester have got either on the sidelines or coming back from, from injuries. Um, we'll try and go through them as, as quickly and as in-depth uh, as in depth as we can. Uh, the main news, I think, is is Jamie Vardy because he was a bit concerning that he limped off at the end of the victory over Brighton. Um, with uh, he had to be helped off with by the physio. Never a good sign to see that he's been so he's so key to Leicester scoring against Arsenal. But the news is uh, from Shakespeare that he's fine. He uh, Vardy trained today. And he was okay. Got through it fine. Uh, he was his usual kind of pesky self, and it should be should should be okay. He he will feature at Sheffield United in what um, capacity, we're not quite sure. Probably on the bench, we would suggest. Um, just to come off the bench if Leicester need, to, need a goal to, to get through. But positive news, really, really strong news, especially with the trip to Man U coming up at the weekend. Yeah, I think that that's the positive there, that he will be available for, um, for Manchester United. You would say he's probably Leicester's most important player and the, the most key player to how uh, Leicester want to play. Uh, so that that all those concerns are gone and that he's, he's not going to be out for any amount of time. That's um, that's the most reassuring thing, if, even if he doesn't play tomorrow. Yes, exactly. A player who won't be playing tomorrow is Kalechi Iheanacho, who uh, he missed the game against Brighton with a with a toe injury. He had to go and see a specialist last week um, because uh, he was getting discomfort in his toe. He couldn't run at full pelt, and if he was striking a ball, he didn't quite get it cleanly. Yeah. It would cause him a bit of pain, which... Sounds a bit concerning, really, that, that that's happening. But he went to see a specialist. Shakespeare said he's he's come throughout okay, no real major issues. Um, he probably could play against Sheffield United, but he didn't want to risk him. Didn't want to make uh, take that chance. Uh, and he said it's a possibility that he will be part of the squad um, uh, to place Man United at the weekend. So not perfect news, but but still pretty decent news. Yeah, I think I mean he's back in training. That's that is good news. Um, I think that Shakespeare seems fairly confident in in his fitness in terms of the injury. He says he's just he's still building the fitness. We know he's missing a little bit because um, he was he didn't really play much for Man City while the yeah. the, the transfer saga was uh, was going on. Uh, but yes, positive news that it, he'll um, he'll be in and around the squad uh, come Saturday. In and around the squad, perhaps, but he's got some competition if he mm. is to get a start. Granted, he's not up to full fitness, so it's still unlikely that he will start. But Shinji Okazaki's played so well in these first two games. Again, he was, he was fantastic. He scored early on against Brighton, but his general link-up play um, was was excellent, I thought. So, if Ian actually is, does get back to, f- to full fitness, how do you see him 
can he get into that side with Shinji in the side, or is it one or the other, or can they fit both in? How do you see that panning out? Um, I think uh, Ian Asher will be uh, a substitute uh, until it proves that Leicester are better off with him in the eleven. Um, I think while Okazaki and Vardy are playing so well uh, together, and particularly Okazaki playing well, there's no need to change that. And if Okazaki continues to play well, you know, two and two, that's pretty good going for him. Um, then I think Shakespeare will stick with that, and, and I would agree with him in, in that sense. I think they may as well keep those two playing together until perhaps Okazaki doesn't have a particularly good game, Ian Asher comes off the bench, and then Ian Asher and Vardy have a great game together. Then I think, well, fair enough, you, you can change it then. But un until then, I, I would stick with the same front two. Yeah, because I think uh, the criticism's levelled at Shinji. Everyone always thinks praises his work rate, and it is mm. phenomenal. Um, the criticisms that have been levelled at him, if anything, are that he doesn't score enough goals and he falls over too much. Two goals in two games would suggest that that question is beginning to be answered. I know Shakespeare said in his press comments that, that Okazaki is, is is aware of that and he's trying to get into the box more. Yeah. Um, but like I say, two and two is, is an excellent start and if he can keep scoring those goals, it's going to be difficult to get him out. Yeah, and I think um, with regard him in wanting to get into the box more, I think he's shown that by with the goals that he scored, they were sort of poachers' goals. Yeah, it's good uh, to see. Yeah, and I think you know, in last season, he won't have been there to get the rebound uh, after Mahrez's shot was filled. He, that that wouldn't have been his position. That's the, the kind of position that Vardy would have been perhaps taking up. But you know, he's he's noticed that that's maybe a weakness in his game. He's worked on that, and already um, it's bearing fruit. So that's um, that that is really good news. That is some some less good news um, is that. For Sheffield, the trip Sheffield United, there are f some more first-team players that will not be making the trip through injury. Wes Morgan is still out. or well, he's still out. He is out. He was kind of holding his back towards the end of the yeah. Brighton game. Uh, and that is causing him pain and causing him problems. So he won't be, um, he won't be playing at Sheffield United. Shakespeare did say it was a, di it's a different injury to the back injury that kept him out at the end of last season. Uh, so hopefully this one won't be as serious. It's not. A, it's just a bit of pain. But he said a bit of physio should hopefully mean that he's back. Um, hopefully for the weekend against Manchester United. But he will miss. He will miss tomorrow's game. Robert Huth is also out. Um, he's been suffering from an ankle injury. Had an operation on that. Um, it kept him out at the end of last season, and he's had an operation over the summer. He played in the under 23s last week uh, to try and get him back up to full fitness. But Shakespeare said it's not quite ready for him to come back yeah he's, he's, Shakespeare seems to suggest that he needs another game he needs another under 23s game um, just to build a little bit more fitness but before he's ready for um, senior football um, and I think that's that's probably wise given it was such a, a big injury I know he's, Shakespeare said he's, he's surprised at how quickly Huth has recovered from a surgery um, but I think when it is uh, something like that when it is an operation um, I think you do need a couple of games to to get it um, really uh, in top condition. Mm. Danny Drinkwater will also miss the trip to uh, Bramwell Lane. Uh, he is still out with a thigh injury. Uh, he still needs more work and more fitness work and more training sessions to get fit. And Vincente Abora, he is still out. And Shakespeare said that he is unlikely to be back until the um, after the international break, which comes after the game against Manchester United. 
Um, midfield areas are not so much of an issue because you've, you've still got uh, you've still got Ndidi, you've still got Matty James, you've still got King. There are Mendy as well. He's coming back, so there are options there. What is concerning though is the centre of defence because if, if Wes Morgan is out and Robert Huth is out, that only really leaves Harry Maguire and uh, Daniel Amate, who we've already seen Leicester aren't the most keen at playing at centre back. He has played there in pre season. And Johan Benelouan, who, and we'll get to that in the future, his um, his future of the club is uncertain. How much of, it, of a concern is it for you and for Leicester that Wes Morgan and Robert Huth, that established centre-back partnership that was so has been so established for winning the Premier League title uh, and in the Champions League, are starting to pick up little injuries and starting to be uh, not quite as as fit as they have been? Yeah, I think, I think it's concerning, um, but... Possibly not too surprising. Um, I think if you look at both the players' uh, ages and the amount of games they've played, particularly Morgan, who for the past maybe 12 years of his career has barely had any injuries to contend with and has played nearly every game um, for both Leicester and for Nottingham Forest. And he's played lots um, internationally as well. Um, so that it's not too surprising. Um, you would think, well, you would hope that they've got enough... Um, experience and know-how that a lack of fitness doesn't affect them too much in terms mm. of their play. I think you, you can get away with it at centre-back a little bit. But uh, um, I think it is concerning if Leicester City continue to rely on at least one of them playing, um, which this season, at the minute, they have to uh, because you would say it's probably Maguire and one other at the minute uh, until Leicester City uh, sign another centre-back. That both those things bring us on to two quite important questions. Uh, the first of which we've seen how wonderfully Harry Maguire has played, and you know, he was fantastic at the weekend, um, both at the back um, in terms of being strong and dominant and bringing the ball out yeah. and being able to lead attacks and drive into midfield, which Leicester defense, central defenders haven't really had that ability to do that, and that adds an extra dimension to Leicester's play. And also at the other end really dominant from set plays, scored his first goal, um, which isn't surprising considering how a bigger bloke he is. So the form he is in, and the potential he has to be a Leicester defender for the very foreseeable future, if we get to a point where Morgan, Huth and Maguire are both, are all three of them fit, what does Craig Shakespeare do? How, there's clearly a lot of sentiment with Morgan and Huth, who have been there for so long, have been so good for so long, but now Maguire is here and showing that he can probably take left to the to another level when it comes to defending. How do those three fit in? Uh, from my point of view, I would say it is um, the debate is whether Shakespeare picks Morgan or Huth. Um, mm. I think I would agree with you on that. Uh, Maguire has shown already in, in only two competitive games that um, he is the now number one centre back at the club. Um, like you said, with it, with his all round ability and the fact that he gives. Um, Leicester something extra when he's dribbling out with the ball. Um, so I would say it's uh, it, it's between Morgan and Huth, and I would say that Morgan is, has had this head start over Huth, given the, the German's not been fit. Um, I would say that, that Morgan will probably retain his place uh, until something goes disastrously wrong. Uh, I think that Morgan was perhaps criticised a little bit for, for the goals that Arsenal scored, particularly the first one when he was sort of... Uh, a step or two away from Lacazette, um, but I think on the whole, they've worked reasonably well uh, as a pair, um, and so I wouldn't see any need to change that, if, even if Huth was fit. 
that's that's fair enough. Johan Ben Luan um, is another talking point that we probably should discuss. Yeah. Um, Shakespeare was asked in his press conference today whether Ben Luan had feet was in his long term plans, mm. and Shakespeare repeated the question to himself and said, "Is, is he in my long term plans?" Thought about it and then said, "We'll have to wait and see." I mean, he's not he's not said no. But he definitely didn't say yes, yeah. or give an impression that he wanted to say yes. Mm. Especially when you consider his last appearance for Leicester included him flying through the air and taking out Burton's Stephen Warnock at about knee height and being substituted by Shakespeare before the referee could send him off. And then after the game, being criticised so harshly by Shakespeare and saying, if he doesn't cut that out, he's not playing. It seems to suggest that Johan Benloan's future does not lie at Leicester City. No, and I, th- I think you could potentially look back at the end of last season and say that was fairly evident then, um, when Ben Luan ha- had to play because of injuries elsewhere, and he-, he played, he came in and he did okay for for a while, it, particularly the first game against Atletico Madrid, he, he actually played really well. Um, but after Leicester were knocked out of the Champions League, he kept his place for a bit, but then Shakespeare started substituting him, even though he was the only centre-back. Uh, only fit centre back. I think there were signs there that maybe Shakespeare doesn't think the world of him. Uh, so it's not entirely surprising, and there, ha- there has been reports of um, of interest. Yeah. Uh, we've seen uh, earlier in the summer there was reports of uh, a link to Verona in Italy, mm-hmm. um, and in the past week or so we've seen links with three Turkish clubs, Besiktas, um, uh, who are champions, are in the Champions Leagues, which seems unlikely to be honest. Um, but there's also uh, Osmanlı Sport and Trabzonspor, who are both sort of mid-table uh, Turkish teams, um, and they make sense. Yes, they? I mean, the, I'm not surprised that there there is interest uh, because I think there is clearly some ability there. Mm. But I think he's too hot-headed um, for Shakespeare, and I think Shakespeare's decisions uh, and his substitutions with Ben Lewin, uh, uh, have made that fairly clear. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It's not a very, it's not a, a huge combination of your abilities. Where at the end of last season, when you are the only recognised centre back on the pitch, and your manager thinks the team would be better off without you on it, mm. um, that doesn't bode well for your future at the club. And it does, while not confirming it, it Shakespeare imp- implied heavily that Ben Lawan's future lies elsewhere. And if he's, the interest in these clubs is is correct and is accurate. Then it is likely that he will be he won't be here by the end of the transfer window, which brings us to another huge talking point, um, which is concerning concerning the injuries to Morgan and Huth, Ben Lamont potentially leaving, Elliot Morgan going out on loan um, to Leuven, and uh, youngster Josh Knight from the academy being brought in to play against Sheffield United tomorrow, being the squad. How desperate now is Leicester's need before the transfer window closes next week to bring in another centre back? I think it's fairly clear they do need one. Um, I think it's, it's clearly been a target. I think even when Maguire was signed, there was there was that was around the same time that the bid went in for Evans. Um, we've not seen, uh, we've not heard of any other bids um, since then. But it seems like they are still chasing another centre back, and that really wouldn't surprise me. I think it's clear they are struggling, and even though I'm sure. Josh Knight is very talented. We've not really we've not really seen him in play that much. Um, I don't think Shakespeare would want to ever have to play a 19 year old at centre back. I think that is one of the positions where 
you do need a bit of experience and they do need to you do need to send those players out on loan um, so I think yeah he'll, he'll really want another centre back and that that is Leicester's transfer priority over the, into the final two weeks of the window yeah I'd agree so far Leicester have had uh, a ten million pound bid for Johnny Evans rejected back in June. Um, that one seems more more and more unlikely, considering that Man City are now mm. properly interested. They've had a bit of eighteen million pounds rejected, and West Brom have told them to stump up some cash. And it looks like, well, considering they spent nearly two hundred million pounds on defenders in the last two windows, Man City have got the cash to yeah. to, to get Johnny Evans out of West Brom, even if Tony Pulis doesn't want him to leave. Um, so he looks. Unlikely. There has been interest in Chris Smalling um, this summer, but as far as we understand it, Smalling, having played his football at Manchester United for so long, he would rather move to a team that has got European football, whether that be in Europa League or the Champions League, which is fair enough for a player that's yeah. played in, the, in for Manchester United. So, as it turns, Leicester are looking um, for central defenders, um, but at the minute they didn't seem any closer to, to bring them in. But if we can. That is something that is definitely being looked at uh, between now and the end of the transfer window because that is that is the main priority. Um, like I say, Josh Knight coming in, Elliot Moore going on loan to Leuven. They're young central defenders that that aren't going to be that aren't going to be starters. If let's do bring in a central defender, do you do you see it being one who can fit straight in now? Do you, do you see Shakespeare saying to Morgan and Morgan and Huth? Thank you for your efforts. Thank you for everything you've done for the club. But now you're going to start to be more bit part players, and it's going to be Maguire and the new signing. Or do you see it being Maguire and potentially a player who could have potential to be developed into um, into a new into a, a into a starter? Yeah, that's a, that's a tricky one. I'm not sure. Um, I think I think they would probably be okay with somebody who has potential, maybe a a 22-year-old, something like that age, um, because I think it's not really that they need a starting centre-back, I don't think. I don't think that that's the issue. I think it's that... They're happy with Morgan or Huth and Maguire. Yeah, I think that, and that's fine. Um, I think the issue is that the lack of numbers. Mm. Um, so someone that could um, that could be back up and that could fill in if Morgan and Huth's injuries keep getting worse... Um, but maybe they will splash out, and maybe they will go and, and say, "Right, we're gonna, we've got Harry Maguire. Let's build a new centre back partnership right now, mm. and let's get somebody else in it who, like they hope with Maguire, will probably be a starting centre back at the club for the next at least five years." Um, so whether they'll they'll find somebody like that um, to play alongside him, um, who knows? But it, it, that's that's a tricky one to answer, I would say. Yeah. Um, I'm sure all those questions will be answered between now and the end of the transfer window, which comes uh, very late next Thursday, 11pm on Thursday, next Thursday. Um, and we've almost got to the end of this podcast without actually talking about the fact that Leicester are playing in a match tomorrow yeah. at Sheffield United. Um, Shakespeare has said that he's going to make lots of changes, which is to be expected for the League, for the league Cup. Um, we expect probably a completely new team um, to start Let's kind of go through that team, what we think. Because like we said, with defence, it's not really cut and dry because the numbers aren't really there. Hmm. What, what are we thinking? What, what do we expect to happen tomorrow? Um, well, I think there'll be ten changes. I don't think... I think Maguire will play simply because there aren't enough numbers. Um, so let's, so let's go through well, that. Just from the top, I would say it's probably going to be Hamer in goal um, because 
I think he's been he's taken over from Yukupovic uh, as the number two choice in defence. I would think Amate at right back, given he's played there in pre-season, and Chilwell at left back. That yeah. that's fairly obvious. Centre back, I think it will be Maguire and Ben Lawan. Uh, although Shakespeare said Josh Knight's going to be in the squad, I don't think he'll start. I think he's going to be there on the bench in case he needs to play. I mean, there's also you know, Darnell Johnson, who's an England yeah. international who can play at right back or at centre back. We're not going to see Knight and we're not going to have to see Knight and Johnson playing together. Is it, are we thinking that those youngsters are going to be on the bench? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, there's potential maybe for one of them to start, um, like J- Johnson at right back, and then Amate and maybe Maguire. In, in the yeah, I think, I think that, that, that's that's fairly plausible. We saw Johnson play in pre-season, um, so and that could be. I think it's easier to play a youngster at right back mm. uh, where it's not so um, you're not so key to getting the uh, the centre back partnership right. Um, so yeah, that's possible. But I think Shakespeare will try and keep as many senior players in the starting lineup as possible. Um, with regards to midfield, um, I think it will be King and Mendy in the middle. Shakespeare said that Mendy's fit and available. He's uh, played 45 minutes for the under-23s uh, last Friday. Uh, that He's going to be uh, in the squad. Um, then I think it will be Gray and Musa on the wings with Ujoa and Slimani up front. So that would be 10 changes, um, which I think is... Uh, which is a lot, but um, Shakespeare says he thinks he's going to put out a team that's, that's capable of progressing to the next round. And if those players play well enough together, I would say that team will be str- will be strong enough to get through to the third round. Mm. Uh, not a given though, because Sheffield United do no. have a very demotic promotion and they've got a very strong home record. Yeah, yeah, they've um, they've done they've done really well recently under Chris Wilder. Um, I, I think they've they've been very uh, solid. Uh, there was really no doubt last season that they would eventually mm. get promoted um, and they seem like a, a decent team is going to be a decent atmosphere I'm sure they're very pleased to be playing at Premier League opposition um, it's going to be a big big game for for a lot of their players um, so sure, it'll be a tight game definitely hopefully not penalties um, but if Leicester do get through then Fans, if they do want to keep up with when the draw is made, they have got to set their alarms quite early on Thursday morning because the third round draw for the Carabao Cup is being made at quarter past four in the morning um, UK time because it happens to be being drawn in Beijing at about 11 o'clock. Because Carabao, if you're not aware, is a Thai energy drink and they are sponsoring the competition and even though is an English competition, um, the draws seem to be being made in the Far East. Yes, well, the, the first draw was in Bangkok. I think they, they brought for the second round draw, it was um, back here in the Sky Sports studios. But now we're going to Beijing. Um, I'm sure most people will just find out when they wake up. Rather <laughs> I will be doing that. Yeah, uh, rather than, um, than get up at, at quarter past four in the morning. But um, hopefully, if Leicester do get through... Uh, they do get a decent op- decent opposition and it gives them opportunity to, to progress further in the competition let's hope so and on that note we will bring to end the this edition of Dilly Ding Dilly Dong um, please do um, stay in touch with us on our website uh, and our social media channels where we'll be there at Bramall Lane tomorrow to bring you all the latest all the action um, as Leicester bid to um, bid, book their place in the third round of the Carabao Cup Uh, So stick with us and we'll be back soon later this week um, for more in the transfer window.